This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You. Through you. you. Through your. Blah, through your support. You. Uh, uh, on you. our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. You. Your wonderful support makes it all happen. You can join for a buck. You can join for a lot more at patreon.com slash says who. You. I'm supposed to say you. You I did you. it. You did say you did can't say i didn't can't say i didn't hey it's maureen the vanishing stairs out and i was just on tour for it and it's everywhere so if you want to start reading a mystery series because it's super cold where you're at or not you could start with truly devious and then go right into the vanishing stair you don't have to wait because it is in stores and uh, if you are in Cincinnati or Plainville, Massachusetts, or Eastchester, New York, or uh, Madison, Connecticut, uh, there are, and New York, New York, there are signed copies at bookstores near you. Um, and it's out. Like, just you can just get it because you're not going to want to go out probably the next couple of days. So it, if you want to read a book, just that's a book you can read. The Vanishing Stair. It's Blue Apron. It's, uh, what? Nothing. Maureen. 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 Are you back from your tour? Maureen. Maureen, are you back? Maureen. We need to talk. Maureen. Maureen, are you back? Maureen. 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 Are you back from your book tour yet? Uh, Maureen, come on. Come on, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Maureen, 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 Maureen. Come on. Come on. We need to talk. Roger Stone, the shutdown. We've got a lot to... Maureen, are you back? Maureen, come on. Come on. Are you there? Maureen. Maureen? Maureen. Maureen. podcast that isn't a podcast it's a coping strategy i'm dan sinker and i'm maureen johnson and my name no longer has any meaning (sighs) you're back you're back back. oh i have tried to contact you in every possible way did any did something happen dan just a little bit i just a little bit look we're gonna get into it but i will say i woke up one morning and that what Dan just did is what was in my DMs. Like it was just my name and then kind of, oh my God, spread out. And then pictures of Rogers. Like it was, it was someone who, it was a lot of all caps. It was, I felt like you were trying to get my attention. A little bit. I, uh, uh, the morning, Friday morning, Roger Stone, we will talk a lot about Roger Stone in a little bit, but Roger Stone uh, was arrested at six in the morning Eastern time, which is five in the morning Chicago time. My dog, who has decided that the winter has been the year to start a new hobby of needing to pee in the middle of the night, uh, woke me up at 4.50 in the morning and I got back in from a cold run outside and I was annoyed and I checked my phone and I watched it all unfold in real time. And I started DMing you, and you didn't answer. I didn't say a thing because no. that particular day, we had been in Cincinnati the day before, and we were flying to Boston. 
And our flight from Cincinnati was at 1.15 in the afternoon for an evening event outside of Boston. And then our flight was at 2.15, and then it was at 3.15, and then it was at 4.15, and then it was at 5 o'clock, and then it was at 6.30, at which point we said, okay, we're not leaving Cincinnati, we're not going to make it, at which point we got another text that said it was back at 3.30, at which point we grabbed all our stuff again and said, we are going to make it, and then we started to head to the airport, and they said, psych, 4.15, and then, but we were at the airport, and then eventually we did leave at 4.45, and we flew into, and the pilot was like, this flight is going to be bananas. Uh, <laughs> Boston was having, like, a crazy thunder wind, like, end of day storm. So he's like, buckle up, get ready to barf, this flight's going to be nuts. So <laughs> we fly into Boston, we land more or less as the event is supposed to start. And we drive an hour. And so we got to the event an hour late and people were still there. People waited for us and it was amazing. And it was a beautiful bookstore. Um, and in the shuffle of all that, then they took us to our hotel and like, I lost some stuff in one of the cars. You know, it was like that kind of. So I was asleep and I said, I'm just I, we had a little bit of time in the morning before we had to move on to the next place. I said, I'm just sleeping a bit. Just going to put this on Do Not Disturb. What could happen during the night? Just a little bit. And then I woke up to 500 messages from Dan. I remember Janice Janice finally woke up and was like, why are you on your phone? And I was like, because because Roger Stone has been arrested. And, uh, and then she was like, who are you texting with? And I was like, I'm just sending Maureen DMs. And she was like, how many DMs have you sent her? And I started counting. It was like 35. Yeah. When I reached 20, she was like, oh, God. It was exciting. There were graphics. I mean, you had designed graphics while you, I mean, it was a lot. Uh, but we do have quite a lot to discuss. Um, we do. And first of all, it's a lovely week. I mean, just temperate, gentle. I am I'm recording this episode with a winter hat on. Because my basement is chilly. It is chilly down here, Maureen. I know that I often say that Chicago is a tropical paradise in the winter. Usually it is. We're having very odd weather this week. But um it is it is about to get it is about to get real here. It is already real in the upper Midwest. If if you are a listener in the Minneapolis-St. Paul region or above, you have already been well below zero at this point. We are going to take our plunge a little later today. And tomorrow, I believe the high is supposed to be 12 below zero in Fahrenheit. With, uh, with lows in the 20s below. And it's supposed to be very, very windy. So uh, they are saying we are going to have wind chills of about 50 below. Um, I do cold in Celsius now. It's weird. I do heat in Fahrenheit and cold in Celsius because they make the most sense. Okay. I, just so I think in Celsius that's negative a billion. Yeah, it's a it's it's. It, I want to find out right now. I'm gonna find out. There's, a, there's wanna... a point you get cold enough and Fahrenheit and Celsius meet up. I don't know yeah, how that I works. I think it's forty or something like that. Yeah. Let's look. Okay. Yeah, we are. It says in Celsius, you're going down to negative 28 and 29. There you go. 
Yeah. So no they're, they're, they're pretty similar. Um, that's, uh, well, it's, it's not warm, is it, Dan? No. No, I'm really looking forward to my dog's middle of the night need to pee tonight when it's 20 below. Hey, you know what you do? You say, what? you can pee inside tonight. That's fine. She won't do it. What will she uh, say? My dog... My dog is not a bright dog, but she she takes a great deal of care and pride in her urination and pooping. They're smart. Which I like appreciate. That. Yeah, they're but, like, uh, I'm a big girl. I don't go inside the house. Yeah, she won't do it. She like I think she only had one accident when she was a puppy, even. Man. She just got it. But unfortunately it means that I'm gonna have some very cold walks in the next couple of days. But Maureen! Hmm? We need to get into this. Wait, there is there's a what? lot. There's a lot. There, there is a lot. But at the very top, we need to discuss some very important breaking Hall of Presidents at Walt Disney World news, Maureen. <laughs> this is a story I feel like we have been on. We are the only news organization covering this story at the depth that we've covered it. That's proudly. A, this is the first time we've called ourselves a news organization, and frankly, I'm proud of us. Yes, specifically around news around the Disney Hall of Presidents. And hamburgers. Uh, that too. And ketchup. Yeah, yeah we've got, got, a, we've we've got, got our, a lot of beat. We've got our own beat. Anyway, to catch people up, Disney's the, the Hall of Presidents at Walt Disney World is an attraction in the Liberty Square section of Disney World, and it is robotic presidents of all of the presidents that have ever existed. And they all kind of give little bows to the audience and wave. And the current president ever since, I believe it was ever since Bill Clinton, the current president gives a little extra speech, robotic speech. And uh, so whenever a new election happens, they shut down the hall of presidents, they install a new robot and they reopen it. And it takes about four months. Well, this time around, it took more than a year, and there were a lot of rumors of which we became a source of leaked ones, mm. uh, that it was never going to reopen, that there were all sorts of fights happening between the Trump people and the Disney people. Um, the, my favorite rumor was that part of the reason it took so long was because they had already started building a Hillary Clinton robot and then had to be like, oh, shit, different robot. Um but anyway, there's a new book out this week called Team of Vipers by former staffer Cliff Sims and Maureen. <laughs> he apparently was involved in the whole Hall of Presidents thing. <sighs> I'm gonna have to read this book, aren't I? Yeah, well, for more for more reason than that, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, in excerpts from the book, it, it, it he. He talks about the Hall of Presidents debacle, and apparently one of the big disagreements was that when they recorded uh, in, in the White House, Trump wanted to talk about how America invented the skyscraper, right. and then he wanted his robot to, this is a quote, then I could add a little, which of course I know a thing or two about, right? Right. That's and fun. And Disney shot it down. And then there was a big fight. We have to read this gum this dumb book. 
<sighs> I didn't think we had to read this dumb book. We have read a lot of dumb books. We have. The Bob Woodward book is the one that I think finally ended us. It broke us. I mean, we both yeah. got through. I, did I make it further through fear than you? Or did we both make it through? We both admitted partway into the review that we gave that we did not finish it. I think you might have made it slightly further than me, but both of us tapped out pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. But and we made it through Omarosa's book. Yep. And we made it through uh I made it through uh the first one. The Fire and Fury. Fire and Fury. I read James Comey's book. We've dirt a lot of books, but yeah, Woodward broke us. We didn't even read Stormy Daniels' book because we were so broken. Well, we got to the the mushroom, Dan, and that's true. We did get to the mushroom. Anyway, I didn't think we needed to read it, but now they're suddenly Trump is freaking the fuck out about this book. So, well, what's he say about it? Well. What he says is, he tweeted this out this morning, a low-level staffer that I hardly knew named Cliff Sims wrote yet another boring book based up on made-up stories and fiction. He pretended to be an insider when in fact he was nothing more than a gopher. He signed a non-disclosure agreement. He is a mess. Well, what, I mean, it's good not to verify the book's content as you decry it. It's... Yeah. And then uh, the chief operating officer of the Trump campaign announced that they were going to sue Sims for violating his NDA. Smart. Which seems it seems super smart. It also is funny because two things cannot be true at the same time, Maureen. You cannot have written a book that is all, quote, stories and fiction and also have violated a non-disclosure agreement that doesn't allow you to reveal fact. Should be an interesting court case. Yeah. You would think they would not want to take this to court, but... Well... They're not bright guys. Look, these aren't real bright guys. Things just got out of hand. I'm just going to get that goddamn quote tattooed on my arm, Dan. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part about the Trump tweet, which again dropped this morning, is just before the tweet came out, the New York Times had a piece that talked about how this is a quote from the from the article. For the first time in recent memory, there is a sense of optimism about how the White House comms shop is handling a news cycle. Quote, and this is this is about the book. Quote, if Trump can go the next 24 hours without tweeting about it, the book will be out of the news cycle by this Wednesday. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Dan. But Dan, yeah. that is not the big story of the week. I think we all know what the big story of the week was. Uh, Trump caving on the State of the Union, I bet. Nope. Trump caving on the shutdown. Nope. Roger nope. Stone being a... Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. Hmm. Mm -mm. I'm out. Dan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of my boyfriends were on 
TV together, sitting next to each other, all of them trying to get my attention. And I'm right here. Like, I'm right here. It was like seeing all of these beautiful sister husbands sitting together, just trying to tell me that they love me. And I feel the same way about them. Okay. Carter Page. Sam yeah. Nunberg. Whoa. Jerome Corsi. Yeesh. And Michael Caputo. My God. They were on TV together in a panel for about a half an hour. I got a call from home. I was in the middle. I forget where I was. I was going into an event or something crazy was happening. And then Oscar is calling me and I thought something terrible had happened at home. And I pick up and I'm like, hello? And he's like, they're all on TV right now. All of them. All of your boyfriends are on TV right now. And I was like, I have to go into an event. He's like, all of your boyfriends are on TV right now. Don't worry, I'm recording it. <laughs> That's love right he there. He was so excited for me. As he should have been. They, oh boy. I, I, it's hard to summarize if you didn't see it, but they had, for whatever reason, they're like, let's line these mofos up and see what happens. And <laughs> some of it gets very confusing because they all come from slightly different parts of the story. Yeah. And at some point, you have to give that mental real estate back. You like I don't want to remember why what Jerome Corsi said exactly, and I don't want I don't remember what Michael Caputo has to do with anything exactly. But I I kind of know, but I don't want to. But yeah. Um. So we rank them. We watch them and we rank them as, from smartest to stupidest. And whoa, obviously in order of love. Isn't it more like? From stupidest to least stupidest? Well, that's interesting because of all of them, Michael Caputo comes off as the only one who has two brain cells that are in constant and regular communication. Um, now, I I hate to do this. Yeah. Who is Michael Caputo again? A guy who just deals with Russia all the time. He is a guy who lived, worked in Russia and is... Uh, I can't even remember what he was connected to, but he's very Russian. Like he's married to someone from Ukraine, I think. And um, oh, okay, he lived in Moscow. He was he he worked for Vladimir Putin at some point. He is some kind of guy that is actually kind of functional. Okay, uh, but he's one of the super Russian connected dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th this orbit. guy is okay. is practically Russian. Yeah. So, but he's clearly a, a more sophisticated operator. Um, right. He managed to even have a game face on. So surprisingly, the next in terms of having their shit together was my boy Cucumber Sam. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Nunberg. Yeah. Uh. And for reasons I'll get into, but he seemed like Sam was bringing the game. I mean, Sam was there trying to show me what he was made of. And Sam, I saw. Uh, <laughs> for sure, the next was Jerome Corsi, who is just a miserable SOB who was playing the, I have been wronged. Everyone has wronged me. I'll be suing everybody. What was me? 
everyone has done me wrong. I'm on InfoWars. Can you believe I'm such a big crying pile of shit baby? And yeah. to which I say, I can because all of these people are, I was about to use the female pejorative that implies weakness, <laughs> but they they have no spine. Um, yeah. They should go to Bob's Big House of Spines or something because it's the, the slightest bit of pressure and these people lose it. But by far, the magic one, the one who always brings it 100% of the time, just the one who whose sparkle, whose smile lights up a room, enchanted lollipop boy, talking light bulb head, Carter Page, somebody, some PR person told him before he went on, I want you to smile the whole time, but a weird skull smile. That's oh, kind of like nice. just your upper teeth, sort of like <laughs> imagine retracting your bottom jaw a little bit and they're like all top teeth like the whole time. And then yeah. have, a, have a piercing, unblinking serial killer smile stare and just protrude your front teeth and never blink and look happy about no matter what is happening. That's how he yeah. sat there the whole time. And. He talked about he can't he can't stop saying dodgy dossier. Carter right. was very focused on things. Carter. The others seemed to realize that other things were happening, but Carter had been given a list of points that were about Carter. Carter repeated those points, even when the interviewer said, "Carter, that's not what the question is," and he would be like, "Dodgy dossier," and they would say, "But well, you know, I'm asking you, sir, this is a Wendy's drive-through," and he'd be like, "Dodgy dossier," and. I've kept, I found myself saying out loud a lot, focus, Carter, focus. <laughs> You're trying to coach him through the TV. Yeah, focus, focus, Carter. What was the question? Remember the question, Carter. The question is, what is your name? Dachi Dossier. No, your name is not Dachi Dossier. Dachi Dossier. No, your name is not Dachi Dossier. Dachi Dossier. No. Okay. I see the Dachi Dossier lessons went over well, but Dachi. No, Carter. Shh. Remember, listen. Listen, then we answer. Dachi. No, Carter. Shh. Focus, Carter. Carter had a hard time focusing. In the end, what a bunch of intelligent scoundrels Trump has surrounded himself with. I did see one excerpt where Carter explained that when he was interviewed by the FBI, it was very clear that the FBI agents really didn't want to be there and that the bosses were really just making them be there and that they were really kind of on his side. Which was remarkable in that Carter Page has apparently never watched a single police procedural in his entire life. Law and order would blow Carter's mind. But that's when my man Sam stepped up and said, Yes, Sam, I'm uh, uh, Carter. I'm pretty sure they do that to build rapport. To yeah. which Carter gave to the weird smile. Went, Dodgy, Dodgy, yay. <laughs> he really just kept saying Dodgy. It was, he just smiled weirdly and creepily and as if he was engaged in a completely different activity. He was not in the same room as the others. Wow. Carter owns whatever room he is in. I am Andy owns your heart. He sure does. I mean, I don't want to pick, I am, but. I am so happy for you. Thank you. I mean, obviously it was a big day for me and um, I get emotional. 
thinking about it, uh, to see all of that love in one place. My gosh, I didn't. I, I told myself I wouldn't cry. I told myself. I told. I told myself. But gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Focus, Carter. Focus. <laughs> His oh, PhD Lord. dissertation must have been next level. It yeah it does make you wonder about higher ed. Honestly, it should give us all hope. <laughs> we can make it after all. But I guess you're trying to say that things actually happened this week. Things did happen, Maureen. Such we as? saw. Well, let's flash back to last episode of Says Who when we were discussing the shutdown. And I basically said, I don't know how it ends at all because Trump's never going to give up and, and Pelosi's never going to give up and the government's just going to stay shut down forever. Well, guess what, Maureen? What? It turns out Trump's really good at giving up. What? I know. He did it twice in like a 24-hour window. The first was uh, that Nancy Pelosi, and I believe this happened because last week we had to record on Monday, and I believe this happened came out on the Tuesday that Nancy Pelosi uh, uninvited him from giving the State of the Union address uh, because that is within her purview uh, because the address happens in the in the chamber that the house meets in. Uh, she basically said the government's shut down. I don't want any, uh, anyone involved in the security to have to do this without pay because we need to make sure that everyone's doing the best job possible. And so we're just going to need to do this when the government's back open. And Trump kind of, as his want blustered a bit about it on, uh, on Twitter and said that, you know, he could do it somewhere else and, you know, that it could happen anyway. And apparently he, they even had people kind of looking into venues that they could hold it in. And then suddenly he just tweeted out on the Thursday that uh, that he was not going to have the State of the Union. Well, Hersey issued a letter. Oh, that's right. He yeah, issued they a letter basically... that said, uh, thank you for your letter of the other week, but I will be there. And then an hour right. later, she issued a letter. Right. Being like, fuck, no, you won't. So he was like, ha ha, slapped down. She slapped another letter right down on top of it. With it, it was within the hour, I believe. Right. That's right. A lot has happened. And the then everybody week. wondered what he would do, having just been slapped with another letter. And it was that he would, uh, as Eddie Izzard said, collapse like a flan in a cupboard. Like he just... <laughs> Just a uh, loop. Yeah, just gave up. Just, just little, little balloon just deflate. Yep. And then it was like, whoa! If he gave up on that, is he, he's not certainly is he going to give up on the shut? And yep, he gave up on the shutdown too. On Friday afternoon, he came and announced uh, from the Rose Garden that he had reached a deal with Congress. That looked exactly like what Congress had passed back in December. Well, it took, and... it took a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of on because I was traveling, and all and they had to do a ground stop. So all of the tra air traffic in on yeah. the eastern seaboard started to go down. Yeah, they Laguardia fully shut down, 
And that just sort of created a cascade. This is on Friday morning, created a cascade that seemed and, and it shut down because there were not enough air traffic controllers to safely operate the busiest airspace in in North America. And uh, yeah, and that seems to have been the thing that finally pushed him over the edge. And uh, yeah, so basically there was a, a breakup repercussion of, oh, well, you know, basically commerce, travel, everything is grinding to a halt and it's on you. Yeah. And he was like, Ooh. it is on me. <laughs> I mean, that's the amazing part is it's always been on him. And yet somehow he blinked. He gave up. And because he's a giver upper. He's a loser. Right. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, but he, well, I mean, I am genuinely surprised. He, I have to say. I mean, he did the right thing, but in a loser way. Like he's, I'm not saying a loser like he shouldn't have given up. He's just, but that's what he, he did yeah. a, a ridiculous, dumb, pointless thing and lost because he's a ridiculous, dumb, pointless person. This is an accurate assessment of the situation. The government is now open through the 15th of February and already he's like, well, I'll shut it down again. If I don't get the wall, I'll do it for real this time. Which doesn't hold up. Well, he was basically doing it for two people, Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh. And Ann's upset, which obviously is heartbreaking. Just seems like you can't win with her. Such a nice person, too. Yeah. So, you would think, well, that was Friday afternoon, Dan. Yeah. Friday morning. Friday morning. Oh, hello? Uh, let me just FBI! Get... What? FBI! What? What? Open up! What? FBI warrant! Wow, that was just like I was there. That really hurt my knuckles just mm. now. I knew that I recorded next to a giant pile of plywood for a reason, but holy cow, that just hurt. 6 a.m. in the morning in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where Roger Stone has one house. Let's just put a quick pin in his second house, okay. which we should discuss. We'll get there. <laughs> afterward. Uh, where Roger Stone was, 6 a.m. in the morning, the FBI, 20-some-odd FBI agents... Under dark of night, raid his house, and uh, he is arrested. <sighs> it's beginning. Oh, good, Maureen. It's starting, Dan. This one was a long time coming, but um, but yeah, the he was indicted uh, by the Mueller investigation on seven counts of obstruction, lying to Congress, and witness tampering, and the indictments all center around his contacts with and with other people associated with WikiLeaks and the and the WikiLeaks dump of the Russian hacked DNC emails. But how can you be sure it's WikiLeaks, Dan? Well, it's it's a little bit cryptic. Mm -hmm. But if you read the indictment carefully, because of course indictments only name the the indicted person everyone else is is obfuscated within the within the document so sometimes it's a little bit tricky but let's see if you can 
figure it out. I'll read you a little excerpt. On or about September 30th, Person 2 sent Stone via text message a photograph of Person 2 standing outside the Ecuadorian embassy in London where the head of Organization 1 was located. Hmm. So they're meeting with someone inside the Ecuadorian embassy in London or uh, nearby, like maybe a cafe on the corner or uh, the Apple store or something. Or is it? uh, Oh, give me a hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Uh, Well, let's think what let's play a little word association. Okay, I'm going to say Ecuadorian embassy and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, Julian Assange. Uh, yes. Catering. Okay. Um, embassy. Yeah. No, uh, I think oh. you. I think oh. you might have landed on it the first. Oh, did time. I? We don't know for sure. Maybe the Ecuadorian embassy holds a number of people that are the head of organizations involved in releasing Russian hack DNC emails. But I think you might be right. Okay. Allegedly. It's a fun read. It is a the the whole indictment is a very fun read, Maureen. So who is person two? Uh so person two, again, we don't know for sure because they aren't named. Uh there is a person one and a person two in the indictment, and then there is the head of organization one. The head of organization one lives at the Ecuadorian embassy, most likely, uh most likely. We know who that is. Is that like the uh, other pers- indictment that was you know, person one who was president of yes, the United States? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, person one has revealed himself as Jerome Corsi. Okay. Uh, person two, I don't think has officially revealed himself, but they are a, a radio host that has frequently had um, Roger Stone on and also julian assange on and in the um so there are quotes in the uh in the indictment that line up with quotes from roger stone being on a new york-based radio guy named randy credico okay who seems to be a bit of a sort of a like just likes to watch the world burn type person he like doing just a little bit of reading on him he's not not a straight up infowars type person he is like his politics seem hard to pin down he's a big wikileaks person um but um but he seems to be you know the the type of dirty trickster adjacent person that you would see a Roger Stone hang out with and i do have to say my brain officially can no longer fit how many fucking bozos are in this mix and so his name, the minute I, I can't, like right now, I could not tell you what his name is. It comes in and it leaves again. But, uh, but he apparently had a lot of connections, according to, the, according to the indictment, at least. He had a lot of connections with, um, with Julian Assange. But the, the indictment is hilarious. So uh, it includes uh, excerpts from his testimony to Congress. So here is... Here is a little bit of that question. So you never communicated with your intermediary in writing in any way? Answer, no. Never emailed him or texted him? Answer, he's not an email guy. 
Question. So all your conversations with him were in person or over the phone? Answer. Correct. And then the indictment goes on to say, in truth and in fact, as described above, Stone and person two, who Stone identified to the uh, to the committee as his intermediary, engaged in frequent written conversa- communication by email and text message. Stone also engaged in frequent written communication by email and text message with person one, who also provided Stone with information regarding organization one. So they have all kinds of receipts on this. The most fun one, and this is listed in the indictment around witness tampering. On or about December 1st, 2017, Stone texted person two, quote, and if you turned over anything to the FBI, you're a fool. Later that day, person two texted Stone, you need to amend your testimony before I testify on the 15th. Stone responded, if you testify, you're a fool. Because of Trump, I could never get away with a certain my Fifth Amendment rights, but you can. I guarantee you, you are the one who gets indicted for perjury if you're stupid enough to testify. Right. Right, 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 right. It's pretty fun when you telling someone else that they're going to get indicted for perjury is listed as evidence for your perjury. He's a smart operator. He is. And he, he also in the uh, in the indictment, it all starts coming down around him. On April 9th, 2018, Stone wrote in an email to person two, quote, you are a rat, a stoolie. You backstab your friends, run your mouth. My lawyers are dying to rip you to shreds. Stone also said he would, quote, take that dog away from you, referring to person two's dog. On or about the same day, Stone wrote to person two, I am so ready. Let's get it on. Prepare to die, expletive. It's been a week, hasn't it? It has been a week. So You'll be glad to know, though, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders has already claimed that Stone's arrest has nothing to do with the president. And certainly nothing to do with the White House. At this point, the White House, as far as they're concerned, is run by ghosts because I don't know him has now been deployed, what, 25 times Yeah, or more? Nobody has anything to do with anything. Anybody, everybody is stupid, didn't do anything, had nothing to do with it. And um, there's almost no one left. There's almost no one left. But Dan, Dan, Dan. Maureen. Where are we? And we know know more this week than we did last week, Dan, for our weekly game of what's going to happen. We know we have a big clue this week. The controllers controllers of this particular escape room have gotten on the intercom and told us, like, (laughs) you know, try that code again. I think you'll find the door opens. Um, Roger Stone has been arrested. Yep. Uh, Jerome Corsi. The, what's funny is the Jerome Corsi thing. I watched it after the arrest, but it had been recorded before. And yeah. I think there was a reason that guy was crying. <laughs> Just saying. Do we know the state of his dog? Is the I real think, question? Honestly, 
I, I believe his dog is fine. And if it wasn't, then I would go take care of Roger Stone myself. But I like that Zelda's giving us the dog perspective right now. Anyone who threatens a dog can just, I mean, they're all terrible people, but. Oh, well, you wanted to mention his other apartment, Dan. Oh, yeah. So this was a this was a, a Roger Stone thing that I did not know. Th- did you know this? No, a little, little throwaway. I think I had heard it somewhere along the path, but, you know, it's hard to remember everything. So Roger Stone uh, lives in Fort Lauderdale, also has a a brownstone in Manhattan that he shares with the Manhattan Madam. Right. Who was involved in the original takedown of Elliot Spitzer. Yep. Right? I believe so, yeah. Because they called, the FBI called her before the raid because she apparently has a small child and they didn't want to frighten the child. And I think they gave a heads up, like, get your kid out of the house because we're coming in. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not there right now. So. It's. That is a. That is a. I feel like that is a story that someone is sleeping on. I feel like we're in the fuckwit versions of that Lee uh, Warren Zevon song, Lawyers, Guns and Money. Like it's. (laughs) Send lawyers, guns and money. The shit has hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah. But with fuckwits. Yeah. But now with fuckwits. Yeah, definitely with fuckwits. Bring me 20 of your greatest idiots. (laughs) Can I say one thing, though? Yes. I have to admit something. Go. I love Roger Stone's style. Who doesn't? I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, he looks like an idiot. I love it. You know what? If you're going to be like one of the kind of central villains of the last 25 years, just dress the part. For sure. Dress like the child catcher. Do it. Yeah. Wear a fucking just... top hat that has a lever in it that opens up the top of the top hat and it has a mechanical hand come out. Like, do it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's just like, just own it. Just just be you be you. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Be that Scooby-Doo guy. Yeah, he really, he leaned right in, right in and right over that balcony. Dan, who's next? (sighs) We should have made that card game, Dan. Yeah. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Might be late, too late soon, though, because human meatball... And acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker said in a press conference yesterday, this was a press conference that had nothing to do with with the Mueller investigation, that the Mueller investigation is, quote, close to being completed. And he also said that he has been fully briefed on the investigation and, quote, I look forward to Director Mueller delivering the final report. Which is the first time anyone's actually said that there will be a final report. When do you think it's coming, Anyone Dan? That knows. When do you think it's coming? I mean, so this certainly aligns with your worldview that it's coming soon. Yeah. That said, how many people that are like Trump stoolies have said that this is coming to a close soon? 
for the last two years. I think it really is. So while he's well-placed, mm-hmm. I don't know that I fully believe him because all of these people ultimately give press conferences with an audience of one. Look, I, I've i been wrong in the past, but Michael Cohen is down and is going to... is Oh, Michael Cohen, in the middle of all this this week, said he wasn't going to testify. Oh, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, imagine, oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, imagine explaining to your 2016 self that we would live in a world that you would absolutely forget that the president's lawyer, who is now sitting in jail, was afraid to testify in front of Congress because the president had openly threatened him in a tweet. And his family. And you just forgot because so many other things had happened that week. Right. Like that is so low down on the list. Wow. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, he was supposed to speak next week in an open session uh, to the House. uh, One of the House investigative committees. I forget which now. But uh, but yeah, he wouldn't because Trump like repeatedly tweeted out like look into his father-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, shame. Nice little father-in-law. Shame if something happened to him kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, and they keep making like godfather references. I mean, it, yeah. These people are beyond parody, but he now has agreed to testify behind closed doors. Oh, has he? I have not seen that. Apparently. I I think he has agreed to I think he got subpoenaed. I think he asked you. I heard that he got new lawyers. I mean, well, I heard. (laughs) Dan, I think February is going to be quite a month. I mean, twice. it's hard to top January. You've asked about this assessment twice this week. Twice in 24 hours. Trump just... Just... All the folding jokes have been made, just folded, just absolutely collapsed because there is no there there. Right. You know, he's got all the spine of one of those wacky waivers that stand on the on a car lot, you know, and wiggle around like he's, <laughs> he there's no there there. So he's losing. I mean, there is no ground. There's nothing left. But now we're getting closer and closer. Everybody, people are getting raided, arrested. He's got no ground left. He's got no credibility left. He's got nothing to help him in. You know, he's lost the house. We wondered how far he would get into having a Democratic house. And it turns out not far. Nowhere. Nowhere. He literally, like, <laughs> the. this is the first time, this, like, these last two days have been the first time that the Democratic House has existed with a government that's open. (laughs) So he didn't, he's not going to do well. He is not doing well with them. His track record is real bad. He is off to Florida this weekend, though. Well, he needs a break. After, After the longest he has ever gone with not traveling to one of his properties. He was last there at Thanksgiving. Oh boy, and then, that's tough. And 
I know. And then the shit really hit the fan. And somehow someone got in his head enough to convince him that he should not go. Melania went a bunch. But uh, but he has not. But yeah, he's heading back. I just got the FAA VIP movement notice uh, in my email yesterday. Heading to Palm Beach this weekend. Dan, I think Mueller report two to three weeks. Whoa. Hold the phone. Before the end of February? Yep. Oh, oh man. Yep. Give it to me. Why? Uh, I think that the Roger Stone thing was big, although they are probably going to get have to sift through what they found in there. But what they find in Roger Stone's, I think, is going to start uh, speeding up the timeline. Yeah, they did walk out of both uh, Palm Beach and New York with computers and other things. Yeah, buckets of stuff. I mean, they had evidence tents up. They had it wasn't just we walked in, we took them, we left. It was, it was giant teams of people who apparently said things like, oh, "Who knows that this is apocryphal?" Who said things like, "This one's for free." Well, remember, they weren't getting paid. None of them got paid, and apparently they took volunteers. <laughs> and everyone was like, "I'll go." It's like you just imagine the scene of like 50 G men in a room and the boss being like, I'm going to need some volunteer. And before he's done, even all the arms are up. Yeah. So I think they're they're Each one of these things gives them a lot more stuff. So they already have a lot of stuff and all they I think, you know, they not all, but presumably at this point, they're just cross referencing a lot of things. Right. So there's probably already a lot of networks you know fibers between a lot of points of information and they already clearly had a lot of roger stone emails in which he was like i did it i did this you did this don't let's not talk about how we did it here are some photographs i took of us doing it here uh this is us dressed in pirate costumes doing it here are these souvenir cups that we got that said we did it on them Those tattoos that we got for each other that said, we did it. If we stand together arm to arm. Uh, um, and I I believe we're, we're building towards the, we're building certainly towards either a move on. Did they have anything on Steve Bannon? Cause it sounded like they did. So, so in the indictment, there are two different references to, campaign officials and one is named senior campaign official and then there's another terminology so they use two different terminologies it's clear that it's two different people and somebody and again there's sort of a direct quote at one point from one of them and somebody cross-referenced that quote and it it is in the washington post as well uh, as being attributed to steve bannon so he's he's in the mix but it does not his name does not come up a lot in the like in the rounds of the folks that seem to be circling the bowl. Is it possible he's too smart to do anything de- super illegal? I don't know if smart is the term for it. But it's possible I know it seems hard to imagine with all that we know now. But it is possible for someone to just be a piece of shit without also being a criminal. 
I know that's a low bar, but it's it's possible that he stuck purely with the I'm a racist nationalist mm. and I'm going to activate my racist networks to win you the election. And he stopped there. Well, Dan. Uh. But I think that to me, and I've said this before, all roads toward the end of this investigation lead through Dojo. Mm. All roads lead through Dojo. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. I mean, he clearly was sending out notes that say, cool, I will meet you at 3 p.m. to do crimes. Yeah. When I... Yeah, like just emails that are like, I love crimes. Let's do more crimes. Here are the crimes I already did, but now I want to do more. See you later. I'm going to go shoot an endangered animal. The day that guy has handcuffs on him will be a sweet motherfucking day. That'll be a day. I also think that will be the trigger. Like, Mueller is making sure the whole case is sewn up before they move on that, because I think that will be that will be the moment that Trump. Oh, yeah, that's loses his shit. That's largely because he knows his son will flip. That's the one that's absolutely concrete on concrete on concrete on concrete on Whatever is more concrete than concrete. Steel walls, steel slats, very beautiful. <laughs> Predictions, all right, Dan, real quick. The lightning yeah. round. Will he tr- close the government again on February 15th? No way. Okay. Dojo. He'll he'll bluster about it, but no Will way. Will a report drop? Pick a date. I still think spring. April. April. At best. Cool. Dojo getting arrested. Two days before whenever the Mueller report drops. Anyone between now and then. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of ripples out from the Roger Stone stuff. Uh, Jerome Corsi, I think, will go um, unless he unless he gets a deal. Um, He looked real sad. He He looked real sad. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think they're. Do you remember? This was a long time ago to remember, but it was somewhere around Thanksgiving there was a weird leak that accidentally an unsealed indictment of Julian Assange had been leaked. And then suddenly everyone was like, oops, nope, let's not talk about that. Like, I think you'll, I think you will see that drop. I think there are still some big fireworks before we get to dojo. Off, uh, slightly offbeat one, Sarah Sanders. Will she quit? No, she can't find another job. She's been looking, but she can't find one. There are certain... And apparently she needs the money. I don't know. I think she's got enough in the bank. This is not worth it anymore, Sarah. It's not worth it anymore. Never was. I don't have any mercy for you. It's just a little life advice. You can, you know, it's not worth it anymore. Kellyanne will... She's even... She's back on TV even. Like, she's doing TV stuff again, so... She's found new life. She looks more and more. I mean, she she is the one whose misery is always written on her face, though. I guess that's why you can. Yeah. She at least has the decency to look miserable. It's the. But that's got to be why he loves it, right? Yeah. He can watch TV and see just how miserable she is, and he's just like, "I'm never firing I did her. That. This is the I best. Did that. I did, I did it. That. 
look at, I'm going to call her up. I'm going to yell at her. And then she's going to go on TV and she, I can just see everything I said whoopsie to her in the, on the her Whoopsie face. in the pansies levels. Whoopsies hmm? in the pansies levels for Donald Trump. I think that they are very high at this point. Like he is now, keep in mind that the house has not begun subpoenaing people. <laughs> right? They can start that anytime. They can release his tax. They can su- they can subpoena and release his tax returns. <laughs> they can do all kinds of stuff. They haven't started because the government was shut Damn. down. Like again, we we haven't really seen what it looks like with a Democratic. Is he going to start just bunkering himself in? Yes. I mean, the only way you can interpret him not base essentially not leaving the White House for three months is that he's already bunkered in. Right. To me, the only real question is, is he going to bunker in back in Washington or will he bunker down in Mar-a-Lago for a while? What if he like fled the country and went to one of his properties in in Scotland or something and just refused to come back? I still think that's a possibility. If he if there was an existing Trump property in a non extradition treaty country. (laughs) The minute he took a a business flight there is the moment you know he's never coming back. But there isn't one right now. So I think it's just underground somewhere. Just he's. (laughs) It's under the Trump International in D.C. or something or. It's somewhere under it's between the Time Warner Center and the Trump Tower here in New York. So it's got a direct line into the Whole Foods. Um, (laughs) Because. uh, you know, it's not got a lot of stuff he likes in there. I don't, but... think, I don't think Trump needs a direct line to the Whole Foods. That seems like a punishment. Well, it's the only it's the only supermarket near there. I mean, it's not ideal, but they do have. They, they... This implies that he needs fresh food. Mm. Where's the nearest McDonald's? Oh, there's a couple near there. Another thing you can do. Yeah, there's just like a pneumatic tube from there to the. A bunker. better solution is just have it sent to you, and a great solution for that is. Dan. Hmm. We were doing so well. Yeah, I know. I know we were. We were doing so well. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, Dan. And look. Says who is made possible by you. Through your you sound support so of defeated. our Patreon. You sound it's okay. I'm well, fine. At patreon.com slash says who. $5 a month, for example, will get you basically an extra episode every week. Yeah. And it's if true. you put another fiber on top of that, that's basically how much a, a serving of Blue Apron costs, I think, for spaghetti. And- yeah. But instead, you get a wedgie the wedge salad pin which i wore all through tour our theme music was performed by ted leo to cook blue apron will send you a box of spaghetti (sighs) or just even a couple strands of spaghetti not even the full box and you'll just get loose spaghetti in an envelope maybe i don't know beats (sighs) me it's a good deal i think 
Anyway. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. And you know what, Maureen? Ted Leo, the performer of our theme music, has a podcast out now. (laughs) Yeah. Called The Art of of Process with his... uh, many-year collaborator Amy Mann now. They are podcasting together and talking to people about how they make the art that they make. So you should subscribe to that through your favorite podcasting thing because Ted Leo is a top guy. Oh, God, he is. He is. You know who else is a top panda? Darth. Oh, Darth. Thanks, Darth. So good. You can contact us. At says who podcast on Twitter, you can email at hey that is h e y at says who podcast dot com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Maureen, Dan, your, your book is out. It sure is, Dan. I'm reading it right now. <sighs> A lot of people are reading it, Dan. It makes me very nervous. It's good. I bought I it twice. St- That's how excited oh, I was about it. You shouldn't have, Dan. It makes me so nervous. Tor makes Stop me nervous. It, it just no. seeing people with the book, it does. It's just a psychological reaction to, to the phenomena of, of, of going out and seeing the book. It just, as as uh, long as I've been doing this, I still get very like, uh, 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 like that. Well, it's good, people. Uh, you should go buy The Vanishing Stare. At your- from an independent bookstore. I was going to say, at your local independent bookstore, although I, I do I, admit that I bought it through the the very large online bookstore in their electronic format, just to give them, just to give a little juice there too, Maureen. I appreciate, honestly, thank, I mean, thank you guys for, for all of you I saw this week. I saw a bunch of you and you came over and you went, thank you for the podcast. And then I winked at you solicitously like, yeah, I got you. And yeah. Um, I really appreciated seeing you and I hope you like the book, uh, so much. I hope you like the book so much. And if you want to see Maureen and me live, we will be at pod X in Nashville, Tennessee, May 31st through June 2nd. You can get your tickets at podx.com slash says who. You excited for that, Dan? I am excited. Uh, my son is very excited. We've talked about ex- how excited he is. And he graduates from eighth grade what? on that Wednesday night. And then we are driving like the wind from Chicago to Nashville so that we are there by Friday the 31st. Oh, man, you're a cool dad. Yeah, we're all coming. The whole fam. Yeah. Indeed. You should spread the word about says who... Tell your friends and get them to subscribe. And if you listen but don't subscribe, you should also subscribe. And also you should leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Because it helps. Like it genuinely helps their weird algorithms to understand that we're better than the podcast bros. (laughs) We're different. We're certainly different. We're better. We're better. Look. Way less marmy. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right. Oh, that's all I'm saying. All right. I'm picking fights in 2019, Maureen. Jesus, Dan. But just, but just here we go. Here we go. 
Join us February 6th for our next episode. It is probably going to come out a little late that day because the State of the Union is the night before. The rescheduled State of the Union they just announced is going to be on February 5th. So I think that we will probably talk in the morning of the 6th and then release an episode right after. Egads. How does that sound? Dan, let's do this. Here we go. The thing you got to remember, these aren't bright guys. They're not. Things just got out of hand. They did. They did. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From Roger Stone's Brownstone in New York City, I'm Maureen Johnson. Yeah. Whoa. That's That's a little racy. Mm Mm-hmm. This has been Says Who. I got to go cover myself in whale fat. It's getting cold. I can already tell. It's dropped a few degrees in the basement. Get out of the basement, Dan.